Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Luna Love of the Podcast acknowledges the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded the Araqual people of the Bunjalung Nation, and pays respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Luna Love of the Podcast. I'm your host Jordana Levine and today we've got a little bit of a rogue episode. It is not astrology based but it's not not astrology based. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. I'll keep talking and hopefully it will all make sense. On Thursday of this week we are being graced with a date that we don't always get to see and that is February 29. Yes we are getting an extra day this year. It's a leap year. So what is the significance of an extra day that we're only privy to every four years? Well, there's no astrological significance to it whatsoever, but spiritually there is definitely significance. So we're going to talk about that. Side note, I've never read a natal chart for someone born on February 29. So if you are, please reach out. I will offer you a free reading because I want to see it for myself. If you're born on the 29th of February, first person to send me a DM on Instagram and let me know. And of course, you're not going to want to lie about it because I have to do your natal chart and it won't make sense to you if you weren't born on that day. But if you were, um, DM me on Instagram, first person to do so, I will give you a complimentary natal chart reading. I'm it's more for my benefit than yours. No, it'll be for your benefit too, but it's for my interest. Anyway, so astrologically this year, Although the date, February 29, is not astrologically significant in terms of the leap yeariness of it all, there actually is a bit going on from an astrological perspective and mostly in the days surrounding it. I talk about this in depth in this week's bonus subscriber episode that dropped on Monday. But a little catch up for you all is we have a Mercury Kazemi on the Wednesday, which is the 28th. And then later that day on the 28th, we've also got a Saturn Kazemi. Now these are Southern Hemisphere dates and times. So it's gonna be a little bit different in your, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, but that Saturn Kazemi is going to continue into the 29th. So it will be taking place on Feb 29. With all of this happening in Pisces, there's a lot to be said about committing to making our visions for our future a reality. We spoke about this a little bit when Saturn first moved into Pisces. This is going to be continuing here and then sort of amplified because 
Saturn is sitting in the heart of the sun. As a little reminder, I don't think I talk about Kazemis a lot in the public episodes, but a Kazemi is when a planet is sitting right in the heart of the sun. And by that, I mean they're in an exact conjunction with each other. They're, they're at exactly the same degree in the same sign. Now, there's two separate Kazemis taking place, but they're happening very close to each other. We have the Mercury Kazemi and the Saturn Kazemi. Now, Mercury is the cosmic messenger. And in the past month, it's formed conjunctions with a bunch of planets, picking up messages from them along the way and filling Mercury with buttloads of wisdom. Saturn is the lord of time and karma, but also it speaks to our sense of commitment and self-responsibility. Now, Pisces, which is the sign that Mercury and Saturn are both in, is concerned with our intuition, our dreams, our imagination. When Mercury and Saturn kiss the sun, they infuse these qualities into our identity and our life force energy. It would be a waste to have all this potent energy and not be using it to turn your visions and your dreams for yourself into a reality. I speak about different ways um, that I personally go about doing this in this week's bonus episode, but combine this with a leap day, it's pretty poetic. An extra day in the calendar has been gifted to us, right? The Lord of Time, Saturn, kisses the sun and we're granted a whole extra 24 hours that is incredibly vibrationally charged now this doesn't happen every leap year but it's happening this one so what are you gonna do with that extra time how are you going to make your dreams a reality use the energy of the 29th to bring awareness to something that you wish to leap forward with in your life assess where you'd like to create more time and energy for something and send those intentions out into the universe i was watching um the sag awards on sunday I was looking to have a very relaxing Sunday afternoon and the SAG Awards were streaming live on Netflix. I don't know if anyone watched them. Back in the day, let's say like 15 years ago, I was obsessed with award shows. But I think like once TikTok became a thing and Instagram became a thing and we kind of uh, got an insight um, and, and were able to become privy to celebrities on a very different level. I think award shows kind of lost their sparkle because back in the day, it was the only time we really got to see them when they weren't acting or singing or whatever, right? So um, I kind of stopped watching them. I think a lot of people did. Ratings on award shows have plummeted. But what was quite interesting about the SAG Awards is as many of you know, it's the Screen Actors Guild. So it's all actors that are signed up. So they're not giving awards to the directors and they're not giving awards to cinematography or, you know, animation or anything like that. It's purely actors based. And what I found like this stark little reminder for me, it was actually really inspiring, was seeing these actors win these awards And a lot of them were new to the scene. They weren't old Hollywood. A lot of them were quite fresh. They were so thrilled. And many of them in their speeches, very briefly, obviously, but they spoke about 
you know, what it was like when they got their first SAG card and you get your first SAG card when you do your first acting job, right? And the thrill and the expectations that they'd had for themselves and the things that they'd achieved and like they'd had these visions, these visions for themselves that don't always come into reality for everyone. But these people, these special select few had managed to make it happen. Now, we could talk about any industry here. I'm talking about Hollywood and celebrity, I guess, because that's probably what we get the most access to. But I think, you know, when you're in a position where you've got these big lofty dreams and these intentions for yourself and you come into situations where there's doubt or there's fear or you don't feel worthy or that would never happen to me or I'm not enough or whatever comes up for you, kind of looking to the people that managed to make it happen. There's nothing particularly special about them. I'm not saying that they're better manifestors than the rest of us. But what I am trying to say and what inspires me so much is there's so much possibility and potential out there. And just as you may think, oh, my God, that would probably never happen for me. They were in exactly the same position. If there is something you want to create in your life, it requires commitment and it requires focus and not always of the productivity kind, but am I aligning my thoughts? Am I feeling the way I want to feel if this thing was to come into my life? Do I have faith that it's possible for me? And am I taking the appropriate action steps, right? So that in itself is pretty much the manifestation equation as you guys know it. But I just thought, you know, if there's a part of you that's feeling like, yeah, I have all these dreams, it's not possible for me, how much energy are you actually putting into it? And this week, this day, Feb 29, astrologically, but also spiritually speaking, it's the day to start. It's the day to make it happen. As we create this leap and expand the dimension of time, which is what is happening on Feb 29, see if you can also hold space for the fact that all that we really have is the present moment. And what can you dedicate What responsibility can you take for now to set yourself up for the future? I just got off the phone um, with my accountant and I am not so clued into my finances. I prefer to just like do my bass every quarter and not really think about it. And my bookkeeper does it actually. (laughs) I just pay it. And I don't really sort of look at what I'm earning, right? I had thought that last year was a bad year for me. I thought, not a bad year, but it felt slow. It didn't feel like a financially abundant year. Just got off the phone with my accountant. Um, It was a record year. What? I know. Feels weird for me. I guess your expenses go up as you get more money coming in. What it reminded me, though, is this is what you want, Jord. This is the future you're creating for yourself. And the vision that you have just keeps expanding on that as the years pass. Now, you being oblivious to what happens every quarter is not taking responsibility for the future you want to create, right? So as of 
today, I'm recording this on Monday, as of today, that changes for me going forward. I have a commitment to myself to know exactly what is going on with me financially every bloody quarter so that I can start to build on that wealth. What is happening for me in the present moment financially? I want you to um, take that and apply it to your own visions for yourself, right? Because it's, you know, it's one thing to sit here and manifest. And yes, this is an incredible week for manifestation. I'm just going to come out and say that. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more. But what responsibility and commitment are you making to that vision? That's what this lesson is about. This is what the Saturn Kazemi is trying to draw your attention to. Now, I know I refer to Dr. Joe Dispenza a lot. I am a bit of a Joe D stan. But this little Feb 29 leap is the perfect time to bring him back into the conversation. Dr. Joe Dispenza speaks a lot about quantum physics and that our usual perception of time and space is a limitation that can be transcended through things like deep meditation and consciousness alteration. He often discusses how in the quantum field, all points in time and space are connected, implying that the separation we experience is more of a product of our conscious awareness and less an immutable fact of reality, right? So in layman's terms, it's like, the la- like if we're talking about money, for example, the lack mentality you have in your conscious awareness is what's creating the reality rather than lack being a fact of your reality, right? Okay, Acqu- according to quantum physics. We've discussed this a lot on the podcast lately, this idea of change your perception, change your reality. And that's exactly what this is. Dispenza frequently refers to the quantum field as a sort of um, universal substrate that can be accessed through these meditative states. In this field, the limitations of time and space do not apply in the same way they do in our everyday reality. We can apply this to this extra 24 hours that's just appeared out of nowhere. And by aligning one's thoughts and emotions with the desired outcomes when we're in the quantum field, Dr. Joe Dispenza suggests that people can create a new reality for themselves, right? I think being granted extra time is the perfect day to play around with this. A significant part of Dispenza's teachings is the idea that individuals can create their reality by how they focus their attention and intention. By using meditation to alleviate their emotional state and visualize future outcomes, Joe, can I call him Joe? Let's call him Dr. Spencer. It feels more respectful. Dr. Dispenza posits that people can collapse time and space to bring those outcomes into their current reality faster than by conventional means. Now, as a concept, it's quite lofty. In reality, it fucking works. Sorry, language warning. (laughs) I've got to do those in advance. It works. It takes commitment to Dr. Joe's dispenser's meditations, but I've seen it work in my life time and time and time again. Now, 
I've spoken about this on the podcast, but I'll do it again. Dr. Joe Dispenza has a library of meditations uh, that you can purchase. They are not cheap. They're expensive. Um, But there are some free ones. I don't think they're legally free, but there are some on YouTube just to see if you vibe with him. Um, They're not easy. They're not easy. They're quite... They're not relaxing. You're quite engaged during the meditation. Um, They can be a bit, what's the word? I don't want to say boring because they're not, but they're enduring. They're enduring. They're long. Um, But if you can dedicate yourself to them, they absolutely work. I think that's why I had a record year last year and didn't realize it. But Dr. Joe Dispenza aside, how limited... Do you make yourself by using time and space as a parameter for what's possible for you? And if we're gifted a whole extra day this year, what are the vibrational ripple effects of slotting that in every four years? I don't actually have the answer, but that's very much a rhetorical question, but it's something worth contemplating. In higher dimensions... As we raise our own vibration, we come to realize that there is no time, right? Everything is happening in the now. There's no past or future. Everything is just a moment of the present, a moment of oneness. All time rolls into one single moment of eternity. So February 29 is like walking through a portal that we only get access to every four years. So we can't ignore it, right? We've got to open to the energies on offer and see what signs or guidance we receive. So for me personally on February 29 and the lead up to February 29, so whenever you're listening to this, it will be, if you listen to it on the day it comes out, it'll be two days before. So you've got two days to prep yourself. This is what I'm going to be doing. Take it or leave what you want to do. I'll be setting or reviewing intentions that I've set. I think it's a very good time to kind of have clarity around what it is you want to bring in. I'm going to do a Dr. Joe Dispenza meditation probs, one of the epically long ones. If you are looking to um, purchase one from him, There's so many different ones. Let me tell you the ones that I love that are really good for bringing your future into the present moment. I'm doing this live. Um, I recommend tuning into new potentials. There's two parts to it. There's a breathing section, which you cannot miss. You have to do the breath. And then the meditation itself is 45 minutes. So it's probably about an hour that you have to put aside, but it's absolutely worth it. Another good one is Generating Abundance. I think I spoke about that in the last episode. Um, The morning and evening meditations are great to do on a daily basis. I've actually gotten out of the rhythm of doing that, but I was doing them every morning and they're amazing. Um, So if you're just starting out, that's a really good place to start. They say like if you've never, ever, 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 ever done a Joe D meditation, you should start with the body parts meditation, I think it's called. Um, It's very long. It's like 75 minutes. So I personally don't believe it's a good place to start because people are a bit like, what? 
But if you've got 75 minutes, you might want to start there. But yeah, tuning into new potentials, I think, is the perfect place to start. Of course, reading Dr. Joe's books is also pretty mandatory if you sort of want to understand why we do these meditations and why they're a bit obscure. Um, And when it comes to his books, I always recommend starting with Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, followed by Becoming Supernatural. But you could actually do them in any order. But I think Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself really breaks down his methodology when it comes to those meditations. Okay, the next thing I'll be doing is I'm going to be very conscious of my thoughts this entire week and the ones that are not aligned with what I want to create in my life. All right, so we all have these intentions for ourselves, but day to day we have thoughts that are directly misaligned with what we're trying to bring in. That is not helpful. That is not helpful at all. So what we want to do is we want to catch them in the moment. Not having the thoughts at all is just stupid. Like that is just never going to happen, right? Um, That's the reality of it. So rather than trying not to have the thoughts, just catching yourself in the moment where you're having them and either changing the thought to something that aligns or just labeling it and being like, no, that's not helpful. I'm going to let that thought go. It takes commitment again. So this is where Saturn comes in. It takes commitment. It takes focus. It's not easy. I spoke about this in the bonus subscriber episode, but like I have to do this multiple times a day. And yes, sometimes I couldn't be bothered. I'm just like, no, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy the negative thought. But when I can, and I will definitely be doing it this week, I catch myself and realign. I'm also going to have a look at my natal chart this week, which I do every week, and see what transit energies I'm working with specifically like right now in the moment and also what transits are coming up for me to work with. I'm going to make a plan that includes like the action steps I'm going to take. Saturn wants you to make a plan. This Saturn Kazemi wants you to commit to your future, plan it out. So I am going to have a look at the intentions that I'm setting and I'm going to write down some action steps that I can take over the next 12 months. Um, while I'm doing all of that, I'm also going to set an intention for my Celestial Storytelling crew because we do kick off four days later, right, on March If you haven't signed up and you're keen to sign up, there's still time to join us. There's a link in the show notes or you can head to jordanalevine.com forward slash readings and there's a link at the top of that page. If you want to understand your own natal chart better, this is the course for you. If you want to be able to understand other people's natal charts and do readings for them, this is the course for you. If you want to understand transits and how you can work with transiting planets to impact you on a personal level, impact your business, impact your relationships and the way that you show up, this is the course for you. If you're interested in astrology and want to incorporate it into the business you already have, whether you're a coach or a yoga teacher, whether you're a therapist or um, in some sort of healing modality, this is the course for you. If you're just interested in expanding your knowledge of astrology, this is the course for you. 
All right, my loves. Um, Feb 29, don't waste it. All right, you heard it here first. Do not waste it. Something else you might want to do is just have a look at where Pisces falls in your chart. Um, This is all happening around the ninth degree. The Kazemis are taking place in the ninth degree. Um, And so while Feb 29 is available to us in every area of our chart. If you want to know where the Kazemis are hitting, you want to have a look at where Pisces is. So for me, I'm pretty sure the Kazemis are hitting my ninth house, which is great because I am waiting to hear back from my publisher about the draft that I handed in. I did get some feedback. I got a text message late one night that said, I'm halfway through. I'm laughing so much. This is so funny. So You can expect the astrology book out September this year to be hilarious, but also informative, very informative. Um, Yes, it's hitting my ninth house. So that's great. So have a look where Pisces nine degrees is in your chart. um, And that'll give you a little bit of insight into perhaps where you want to focus your energy this week. Um, all right, my loves, I'm be back next week. We have a Pisces new moon episode. The Pisces new moon is taking place on Sunday, March 10. So I'll probably be in your ears next Thursday, March 7 is when your next free episode will drop. Until then, I'm Jordana Levine and you've been listening to Luna Lover, the podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.